You're listening to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe, a podcast dedicated to women at all stages of our health and wellness journey. I'm Christy from Christy Lee Nutrition. And I'm Cammie from This Mum's Kitchen. And together, we're here to inspire you with the knowledge and confidence to love into your mind, body, spirit, and lifestyle. Now set aside some time for you and join us on this cup-filling journey. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes released every Wednesday. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe. This is episode number seven and it's Cammie and Christy here. And today we're going to be talking about the idea of good food versus bad food. And within this, we're going to have a look into the forbidden fruit effect, the what the hell effect, which is a bit of the reason why you might have found you don't do so well with fad diets, um, how food is actually morally neutral, and a couple of the mindful eating principles which really come into effect here, which are to allow all foods into your diet and to eat in a way that your body likes. And we're also going to have a look into intuitive eating and around the premise of eating what makes you feel good. So let's dive in. Thanks, Cammy. I love talking about this because I get this all the time in consults. Do you get the same? Yeah. Like people come in and to be honest, I catch myself saying it sometimes mm. like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be naughty today and yeah, I'm going to yeah. have a little chocolate or an ice cream and and, you know, good, bad, naughty, nice. Yeah, indulge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So we use these terms a lot to describe what we think about food um, and therefore, unfortunately, what we think about ourselves as well. And I don't think we quite often realise that when we say I'm going to eat something good, what we mean is that when we mean I'm going to be good I'm a good person because mm. I eat this good food. Mm. And so you're putting this, um, yeah, you're putting it on yourself. And when you decide to have a naughty day, you're saying, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to eat a bad food because I'm a bad person. Yeah. And sometimes it can go really deep down to that level of maybe not thinking you're someone that deserves to eat a good food mm. or you're that, yeah. You're not worthy of that. Yeah, it, it's it's the internalizing of storytelling, isn't it? Mm. And language is so important in that. And I think that we inadvertently sort of are also encompassed by society and by advertising and by food promotion and also, sadly, by the health and wellness space where yeah and not enough emphasis is put on language mm -hmm. and around that connection that you were just talking about Christy which is you know that that sort of domino effect between I eat good food therefore I am a good person mm. I, and I love myself and I you know I deserve and I have self-worth and all of that and the flip side of you know those incredible um incredibly powerful and um really quite damaging internal stories that we can have around our food choices, around what that means about us, around our self-worth, mm -hmm. around all of everything really. It, it's, it is, it's, it's a big deal and it's so pre prevalent. And like you said, you know, even those of us who are so aware of it, we can find ourselves saying something sometimes and go, oh, 
no, I know that's not what I believe, but it's just come mm-hmm. out. Yep, exactly. And kind of you, you might remember times when you think, I'm going to eat something because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. And that's another another way of thinking like I'm going to treat myself because I've been hard done by or I've had a hard day. So I deserve to eat these types of foods. So it's interesting how we use language around food and what is damaging about saying good and bad food is that when you say something is bad and therefore ban yourself from having something uh, from the bad food group, what you're doing is creating something called the forbidden fruit effect. Mm -hmm. So the minute, and it's like we all have a rebellious teenager inside us. It never goes, (laughs) still there. And when you tell yourself you can't, you want Mm. it's just natural that well now I want it you know you you do you just kind of want to rebel and and fight back against that belief Um, so you might also then find yourself then falling into when you do have that bad food you fall into then the what the hell effect yeah and that's the binge isn't it that's the binge yeah Yeah. you've you've not allowed yourself to have your fruit it's probably not fruit in this example but your forbidden fruit but then you did, you gave in, you caved in, and now you're just going to go all out because what the hell, I've stuffed it now, I've ruined my diet, I'm just going to start next Monday. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely, you know, one of the enormous factors behind why, you know, so many fad diets in most of us um, will, you know, inadvertently, quote unquote, fail because we're setting ourselves up for these unachievable targets and then setting that forbidden fruit, you know, putting it, just within reach, meaning that to get there, we have to sort of, you know, go on our tippy tippy toes and then get it, you know, look at it, contemplate it. Oh no, should I, shouldn't I? You know, you've got this idea that it's evil and that you shouldn't be allowed to have it. And that then you, you, you know, again, this word you give in or you slip and you just go, screw it. Well, now I'm just someone who can't do anything. Mm. I'm just going to keep on going. And, and actually, any joy you might have had in eating that food it's just gone. turns into guilt and punishment. Yeah. And um yeah, and it's it's again it's a it's a it's a really prevalent and really common internal conversation um amongst many of us and I I am not immune to this. Mm-hmm. Um you know throughout the course of my own personal health journey I've you know really worked through a lot of those food associations and I definitely had good food bad food association um probably brought on you know during my teenage years when all Mm. of a sudden you know weight and 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 physicality became important and I have a more muscular um structure and Mm. body than you know your average female and so I did during my teenage years really struggle with the fact that you know my thighs are are bigger and I have a bum and I have boobs and you know all these things and and you know went through the fad diets of just trying to change my shape Mm. and within that you know when and a long journey of acceptance um I picked up a lot of that good food, bad food Mm. association. And I've had to really mindfully work on that progressively, you know, for the last nearly 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it can still rear its ugly head every so often. And so it's, it's really good to be aware of these things and know, you know, the inner workings of your mind and your spirit and how they're working together. Mm. And, um, and instead work with this premise, we're going to talk about that food is, is morally neutral 
Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can enjoy whatever you want to enjoy um, and, and not have anything be, yeah. you know, that, that also tempting um, mm-hmm. forbidden fruit, which will start the spiral. And because as humans, we just like, we like to label things. We like to have a black and white clear cut scenario. We don't really like the gray or the, okay, you know, in this situation, something is nourishing and in this situation, maybe it's not. And so people come in wanting, can I just have a list of the foods I can eat and the foods I can't eat or the foods I should or I should not Mm -hmm. eat? Mm -hmm. Um, And people often in, in consults are looking for this, just, just, I just want the answer. And, and this changes over time, you know, once upon a time, people knew or thought that uh, fruit, for example, would be the good food. But now a lot of people are very confused and saying, no, fruits are bad food. And, and the media and social media, particularly uh, magazines, start um, confusing us with what's right, what's wrong, what's black, what's white. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess carbs is probably another good example yeah. that carbs are now being labelled as the bad food. And as Cami just said, think about it as food is morally neutral. There's no good food. There is no bad food. Food is food. Mm. Food is just something that we use to nourish ourselves. And that's why at Nourish, Nurture, Breathe, we tend to use the terms nourishing versus non-nourishing foods Mm. because we're talking about how it works in our body. We're not talking about it being um, morally bad or morally good. Yeah, Mm. yeah. And it's, yeah, and I I think it is, it's that language shift. It's that, um, you know, just thinking about actually how the meaning changes so dramatically when you switch from saying good food, bad food, and you start saying nourishing, less nourishing or non-nourishing. And all of a sudden you're thinking about how that food fuels you, how it gives you energy, how it makes you feel. And it's about you, you know, it's about mm. the, the internalizing and, and the and the sort of self-discovery and self-exploration of how different types of foods work with you Mm. and suddenly it's a really empowering thing exactly and and so this really lends itself into these two principles of mindful eating and there are five principles but two of them really talk to this particular point and the first one is that we are allowed to eat all foods when there is no good and no bad food we can choose any food yeah um, I so resonate with with this premise um because it's actually what um, the, the approach I, I have with talking to my kids about food. And I think that probably comes from my own like internal discussions and journey around um, intuitive eating and mindful eating and sort of the acceptance of, of all food and looking at it in terms of nourishing foods and, and less nourishing foods. And the way that I talk about it with my kids is, you know, I say that there are some foods that nourish us that means that it makes up they make us strong they fuel us you know they help us build up our immunity and we talk about you know bacteria and and bugs and and growing and muscles and brain and focus and concentration and energy and you know like my son's all about being fast running mm-hmm. and all that at the moment that we talk about you know that the, the, the in simple ways but the, but the inner workings of our biology and 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 how nutrition and our and our food really works with us um in that way and how then there are other foods which don't have those same effects. And so whereas we can eat anything we want, 
What we want to be eating more of mm. is the foods that will will bring us all of these benefits and help us grow and be strong and all those things. And the foods where we, we really only only derive pleasure, you know, mm. there's there's no sort of nutritional benefit from it in terms of all those things that that at least my kids um care about which is stuff like you know strength and growing they all want to be strong they want to be growing don't they and and um that they'll be eating more of the foods that help them do that and less of the foods that um you know are just about tasting good and while that is not totally perfect results you know in terms of my kids will still cane the lollies um when they get them um I, I feel that there is that sort of, I guess, that foundation for, for, for a healthy mentality around we can eat everything, everything is everything is good, in inverted commas, you know, everything is allowed, nothing is forbidden, but I know that if I, you know, eat my meat and veggies and, mm. you know, my grains and everything that we eat on, a, on every day, I know that. I am healthy and I am strong and I I can feel the energy and and um and just help them to be really aware as well around you know what they feel when they eat too quickly or too much or you know if they have like heaps and heaps of sugar they'll generally you have a bit of a tummy ache and you know maybe have a bit of an uncomfortable poo Mm. and it's just around sort of showing you know the the that journey and allowing them to make their own choices and learning from experience is what it sounds like yeah Yeah. and taking a step back as a parent which is really hard in terms of you know my sort of swooping in at a party Mm. or whatever when Mateo's on his you know third biscuit and I know the cake's coming and and I just think to myself it's all you know it's all right everything is allowed Mm -hmm. he'll make his own decisions he has the knowledge Mm. and the foundation and we just talk about it in as much of a sort of light Mm. but I guess empowering way Mm. as as I can it's almost like letting the natural consequences come through Mm. on their own without you swooping in you know you know as a mom and and that these foods are going to make them maybe you know have a runny poo or they're not they're going to get a stomach ache or they're going to be overtired and really cranky and and then you can when when that happens almost sort of bring their awareness to that and like oh do you think it was all those lollies you ate that maybe caused this and mm. and maybe and, and get them to realize that um their food choices do affect how they feel um and how they cope as well yeah yeah, yeah. and that really talks to the next point as well yeah. doesn't it in terms of eating away your body like because a lot of people will say right if I'm allowed to eat all foods, how's that going to help me lose weight or how's that going to help me be a healthy person? Mm. And that, so what you need to do, once you allow foods, you need to then look at that awareness and eat in a way your body likes. Have awareness of how foods make you feel. And when, when you look at that and you really think about it and you go, you know what, I love the idea of fish and chips but every time I eat them, I just feel lethargic. Mm. I feel heavy and then I've got a bloated belly and then I don't really feel like, you know, talking to my friends anymore. I just kind of want to go home and lay on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and you do. And sometimes you have to have many, many, many experiences with a food before you decide that. Mm. And I did this with um, McDonald's chips, right? So, you know, when you're hungover and you just go, oh, I just really want some McDonald's or you want the greasiest food that you can find. Mm. Um, 
And for years, you know, you'd go down to Macca's and you'd, you'd have your burger and your chips and afterwards I'd just feel worse. Mm. You know, I had this idea it was going to make me feel better, but actually it makes me feel worse. And it took a long time, but now I, when I'm hungover, I don't go and get McDonald's because I've just decided it doesn't make me feel good anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I'm honouring that. I, I'm listening to that. Mm. It, it's it's a real journey as well. That's talking a lot to what we were saying before about just having that awareness around how you feel and, and, and giving yourself that time and that freedom, I guess, to, to, to listen to those cues, see what your body is doing, but then also make the other decision at times, you know, mm. you can make, I have this, the fish and chips example is really funny because that's me. Oh, really? <laughs> like I, I really like fish and chips, but I don't do well with deep fried food. Yeah. It, it just doesn't, I can I can do like an arancini ball or something like that or even a couple but I couldn't do more than that and I think that the 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 amount of food with the fish and chips you know that the fish the and the chips are, are fried it's sort of too much for me because I am someone I do eat quite a lot so I I want quite a lot to be satisfied Whereas I'd normally be filling my plate with veggies. Mm. So my quite a lot you know my quite big plate is full but with predominantly veggies and stuff when it's fish and chips, I still end up eating quite a lot of it. And so I found that I can do that. I I get grilled fish mm. and I can do the chips then. And that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like sick in my tummy or anything. But sometimes I just go, oh, screw it. I'm getting the bloody fish and chips. I'm getting yeah. the fried fish. I love it. It tastes delicious. <laughs> I want it. I'm going to get the salad on the side, you know, and... I never really feel a bit sick, but <laughs> it's just, I just made that mindful decision. You know, the mindful decision, I guess what I'm trying to say, guys, listening at home, it doesn't always have to be the the righteous decision. You know, mm. you don't always have to leave there like fist pumping yourself going, yeah, I made the righteous decision, you know, to nourish myself today. It can also be the decision to go, screw it, I'm having fish and chips. And I know that I'm going to feel a bit sick, likely need to have a nap. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. Sometimes you need to have those experiences to re-remind yourself, you know, that you don't like those foods or they don't make you feel good. Because you can go for time period of time where you don't eat it and you kind of forget. Like you're like, oh, why don't I eat that anymore? Yeah, yeah. And then you have it and you go, oh, that's right. That's why. Um, but I think that's – I love that. I think that you have to be – you have to be kind with yourself with mm. the process. It's not going to be the day you de- you're just going to decide one day, I'm never eating fish and chips again. You'll never eat it. That's completely a lie. You mm. will have it again. Um, and that's okay. It's perfectly fine. And I think that the most important thing is that when you do decide to have something that might not be nourishing, that might not make you feel good, is that you don't do the what the hell effect. Don't say to yourself, well, I did the wrong thing and I'm going to have to now wait till Monday or wait till next month or, you know, even tomorrow. If, if there is another opportunity for you to, you know, choose something nourishing afterwards, go for it. There's this, we have so many opportunities in our day to make different decisions. Mm. And just one, one, say you feel that it's a poor decision in your day, doesn't, um, doesn't identify you for the rest of the day. You can then now going forward, okay, I made that little boo-boo there. I didn't feel so good, but at dinner time, I'm just going to have a smaller meal. I'm going to make it a little bit more of a healthy choice just because I'd like to feel, you know, a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that also that's that's part of the journey, isn't it? That when you truly accept that all food is allowed, mm. then that 
what the hell effect isn't going to come in no. because you haven't got that association of good food, bad food yeah. in the back of your head. But it really takes a long time to truly accept that because I think it's a process in terms of you have to put it into into motion. Mm. And again, like everything we talk about on the podcast, it's a skill. You've got to practice and practice and practice um, to get better at it, to get better at truly believing that mm. all food is allowed because once you do that like when I have my fish and chips I might also so, so my dad is Middle East and there's a there's a saying in the Middle East that after fish you must have something sweet oh um and so it's been a family tradition all of our lives that if we have fish we have ice cream afterwards mm-hmm. and I find that you know the two the two combined is way too much for me. Um, so I I generally don't have the ice cream afterwards, but sometimes I will, and it's not because of the what the hell effect is because I'm making that mindful choice and I'm going to have the ice cream too. Mm. Maybe I didn't eat as much of the fish and chips, or maybe I didn't have the fried fish. I did have the grilled fish. You know, whatever it is, it, it sort of doesn't matter because I genuinely believe and accept that all food is allowed Mm. so that sort of domino effect that sort of you know that spiral that sort of can get you spiraling into the what the hell effect there is no spiral Mm, because the the founding premise isn't there anymore but it really does take a lot of time it does and that's yeah and that's again like we're working with a dietitian or working with a coach Mm. or using your journal um or you know doing all sorts of other sort of mindful and holistic practices to help you ground and and make that premise is a foundation premise for you um is really where it's at and in the meantime just be kind to yourself and understand that Mm. it's a gradual process Mm. and to put a label on this it's called intuitive eating Mm. it's listening to it's having that awareness listening to your body cues understanding that day to day there are different things that you might like to eat different portions different foods accepting all foods um and A lot of people will say like, oh, I don't know how to become an intuitive eater. I'll never be an intuitive eater. That just sounds like a magical fantasy world to me. But we, and we talk about this a lot in the podcast, an intuitive eating is a skill. Mm. And like Cammie has said in a previous episode, when you start to learn the piano, you don't expect to be Beethoven by the end. You know, you're going to have to practice for years doing your piano lessons to become a wonderful pianist. Um, And just like intuitive eating, it will take lots of um, self-awareness and practice and having a go, having some setbacks and learning from those setbacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But it can be done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And definitely have a listen to our episode on habits as well. I think that was episode number six. And we talk about there about how it's really important to um, sort of set yourself up for success. And we give five different steps in order to do that when you're when you're trying to instigate um, a new habit into your life. And this is one of them, you know, everything we do, as we've said now multiple times in the last <laughs> couple of minutes, is a skill we've got to practice. And we also need to feel like we're being successful at it. Mm. So like, with that piano um, example, you know, in the first lesson, your teacher wouldn't say to you, okay, sit down, I expect you to play, you know, even the simplest song by the end of it. Maybe you'd just be doing the C scale. 
And if you could do the C-scale with one hand by the end of the lesson, the teacher would say to you, well done, hats off to you. And then you feel successful. And so you want to go back to the next lesson and you want to keep practicing your C-scale so that the next time you go back, you're even better at it. And again, you'll feel successful. And learning something like intuitive eating is the same. So you don't want to be setting the bar really high and expecting, okay, I need to I need to understand that all food is equal, that I'm allowed to eat anything, and that when I eat, you know, my trigger food, whatever it might be, for me it's a chocolate brownie. When I eat a chocolate brownie, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to eat the whole enormous brownie. I'm definitely not. I know about intuitive eating. I know about listening to myself, and so I'll never do that again. Because if you set yourself up with those high, high, high expectations, then you're not going to have that feeling of success. And it's much more about the kindness and the understanding and the setting yourself up to success with really achievable targets by saying, with the chocolate brownie example again, I can have a chocolate brownie when I want one. And if I end up eating the whole thing, that's okay. Yep. Yep. Perfectly said. I think that's great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I think we're going to finish up. This is our bite-sized episode on good food versus bad food. Um, And come back next week on Wednesday for our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for the time you've spent with us and can't wait to do it again. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to us via the Nourish, Nurture, Breathe Facebook or Instagram pages. And check out nourishnurturebreathe.com for our show notes. And lastly, a little request from us. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your streaming platform of choice. It'll help so many others find our podcast. Thank you and until next time, remember to nourish, nurture and breathe every day.